Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We're so glad to have you here today. We'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review when you finish listening to this episode or hit the pause button, do it now and come right back. We love to read those. We use them to help us get better and it helps other people find the podcast as they search for student ministry stuff on your podcast platform of choice. So please leave a rating and review. We would surely love that. I am your host, Ben Trueblood, and I am with the one and only producer, Nathan. What's up? And joining us from our team today, too, Mr. Zach Workin. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Uh, we're, we're pumped to have Zach on the episode today. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know Zach's on our team. Uh, Zach is one of the founders of Youth Ministry Booster alongside Chad Higgins. And so Zach comes on. He's he's part of the family. It's just that and, uh, back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Stop right. By, doing some laundry, eating a little leftovers out of the fridge, you know, just <laughs> back at home. Yeah, from college. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so Zach's the perfect guest to talk to today because what we're going to be doing is walking through actually a longer conversation that we had on YouTube last week. So yep. last week was our second I mean, we've had two of them now, so we can now call it annual, right? So it was our <laughs> annual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was our second annual conversation that we do live through YouTube where we invite uh, lots of thought leaders from the student ministry space. And like some of you, even in saying that word thought leader, some of you might like bristle at that and be like, oh, what makes them a thought leader versus me? Nothing. They're in the student ministry space. And yeah. so they have thoughts about it. And so we they do have thoughts. <laughs> we, we bring in, we bring in uh, a group of people that love what they do, love student ministry, want to pour into people in student ministry, and we have a conversation. And this year was, I think, a really special conversation uh, because it was about uh, personal health of the pastor. Um, and so we, we thought it would be good today because we know that not everybody that listens to the podcast watches the YouTube channel over at Student Ministry That Matters. I do want to let you know that that event is up. You can it watch is. student. You can watch the launch event from this year on the channel, and we're going to be releasing uh, speaker by speaker videos of the event as well. So if you want it in smaller chunks, you'll be able to do that. But we thought it would be good to have this conversation here, just to kind of reflect Zach and Nathan on. Uh, on some of the things that were said that day on the overall theme, um, because we know, again, that not everybody that that listens here watches there. And this is an important enough conversation for it to come into this space as well. Well, and I would just say one of the things that I love the most about the event, for those that were watching live, maybe hearing this, check the replay, obviously, but Man, the, the chance for it to be a conversation. That's where I think for folks, if you're going to watch the replay, have the chat window open. Uh, there was some really fun like back and forth and dialogue that happened in the event. That's that's one of the things that we've kind of prided ourselves on for the launch events, both last year and this year, is that there was a real connection to, I mean, you guys are in the gaming sphere of Twitch and live stream. So the notion of the activity happening on the screen and the chat around it, informing it, and there being a little bit of play back and forth uh, is is a little bit of the sphere that we live in now, uh, especially on this side of like pandemic youth ministry, uh, hybrid youth ministry. And so that's kind of, this is our way to model some of the ways in which we think that live video events can be 
complementary of in-person gatherings. And so I think that's, at least for us, some of the, the mechanics and the modeling of it's a platform everybody uses, YouTube. It's conference style people sharing, but there is like stops along the way to like interact with those that are a part of it. So uh, I've yeah. loved that as kind of the ethos of what we're about. But then as you were sharing, Ben, that this year, like we kind of doubled down on the theme and went hyper specific to make it about the mental health or spiritual health concerns of the the minister and not just the ministry. And so we actually framed it up that way, right? Like that's one of the things that was different is instead of like last year, it was almost like check boxes to get ready for the ministry. This year, it was almost a little bit of like one big conference session with multiple speakers uh, that were all kind of woven together in different layers. Yeah. What? So let's talk through, like we broke it up into three specific categories or pieces of this like personal, spiritual of the shit. health. Some, yeah. Like mm -hmm. the parts of a nautical metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was centered around, we used, uh, nautical things as kind of the yes, theme yes. this year. It was ship language. Yeah. Um, you've got on, on podcasts, you really have to enunciate the P a lot of boat building, a lot of boat building. <laughs> yeah. A lot of boat imagery. That's, that's a better way. That's a better way to say, um, and we started off with, and Zach, I'm just going to kind of look to you to give the brief. Yeah. Uh, synopsis of what we focused on in each one of these categories. So the first one uh, was the wind in the sails. Uh, so that was uh, kind of the the important thing that we wanted to set right at the beginning. Not all of us use sailboats. I mean, this summer we were on like the fishing and like the jet boat. But if you can imagine a sailboat, if you've seen a sailboat, uh, <laughs> one of the most notable things about a sailboat is that the sail is the thing that powers it. So that was kind of our conversation in planning for this event last spring uh, was I think there's a lot of ministers that either like, knowingly or like intrinsically or the ways they've been like formed, like they feel like they are the power in the ministry. And if you've ever been on a sailboat, when there's no wind, there's no boat going. And so as good as the boat is, if there's no wind. And so there is that deep, rich spiritual metaphor of spirit moving across the water to create, to fuel, to do. And I think in ministry to stop at the very beginning of all of this, before we get into like tactics or the practices or the formative stuff, just be reminded that you are no more special, different or better than the people you're trying to minister and lead. And so that's a burden lifted for I think a lot of the undue pressure that a minister might feel of like, I've got to make it happen because you can't, yeah. you can't make it happen. There's things that you can do and there's some faithfulness to the work, uh, but you don't cause the wind. <laughs> and so yeah. I think to name that and Jaslyn is such a good job. Like she's, she's easily like the most like breakout guest that we had uh, just because you had on on this podcast before would highly encourage folks to go back and re-listen to that episode uh, but the other folks were maybe a little more known she was kind of the unknown for a lot of like youth ministry thought leader folk or whatever but easily like set this tone of reminder uh of the effortlessness that sometimes faithfulness requires and so the line, the line that she shared that is like i'm still sitting with it because it made me like sit up and then i don't know what to do next with is that she reflected all the things that jesus did and all the things that jesus left undone and that 
that's that's heavy man i don't mean as as a guy who's my friend who i know like like you are organized you are put together you are not success driven but success shaped like you understand like we talk a lot about like i mean you're leading an organization and growing and doing to hear the phrase and yeah there's some things that jesus left undone that had to like stir in like your soul (laughs) or your stomach that hit where did that hit you that had to hit you somewhere bodily right like (laughs) yeah it did and she you know she specifically like Jesus obviously healed people and he met a lot of needs, but he didn't meet every need. Yeah. And there were moments where he left the crowds of people. He, he walked away from them in order to be with a smaller group or be by himself. And so, you know, like you mentioned, the, the power of the ministry is really the Holy Spirit working through it. And I think in her session, she really turned that mirror around and said, hey, if Jesus has to and is willing to go be by himself away from all of the people who have needs in order to refuel with the Father, how much more do we do we need to do that? It runs contrary to a lot of pastoral beliefs in that I need to take care of every need that comes across my table all the time and that my day is set up around me going out here and finding all the needs that need to be taken care of. And I found her statement to be really challenging, especially the way it set up the rest of our day, because we also talked about getting with a few people and finding that restfulness. And so it really was a perfect opener And to be challenged with the thought that like, hey, Jesus walked away from crowds of people in order to be with the father and be with his friends. That, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty strong. (laughs) It's convicting in in, in a way that I think um, for a lot of us to hear kind of demands us to respond to it this week. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the things I think there are a lot of folks that left Thursday afternoon with some of these key moments that kind of not demanded you to do something, but demanded you to respond to it with what you were trying to do. So, yeah, yeah. she uh, she's incredible. And like you mentioned, there was we've done a podcast with her before, too. So you can go back and and listen to that one. And uh, I'm excited for our uh listeners and student ministry friends to hear more from her as, uh, as the weeks and months and and years continue. Um, so we went from, from that and kind of in this, the wind that in your sails in really the Holy spirit being the power for us personally ever before the power for us pastorally. And again, that was kind of the theme throughout the day is we were, we're people before we're pastors. And so, We've got to take care of that. The next, the next part is the crew. Yeah, uh, there are you know to to run a boat. There you need a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the bigger the boat, the more people, right? Like this, that's, is, that's right. the metaphor continues. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So give us the breakdown on the crew. Yeah, so this was probably the most conference esque of the sections, right? Like the first one with Jaslyn felt more like an interview where she shared, and you all had that great back and forth. This was a little bit of the quick hits, like the seven minute TED talks from four folks that we just love and trust in ministry to kind of address the elements of crew 
as we see them through this kind of like prism of four. And maybe you've got a different one or you would disagree with one. But for us, at least, like that when we talk about crew of the people that you need, ironically, it it's, there's no mention of students and there's no mention of, of really volunteers when it yeah. comes to your own health. And the crew for us was peers uh, in ministry or friends that are like of your stage in life that can speak truth into you. And so Will was so good to share that as someone who is very influential in his sphere of ministry and his region and his domain. Will has been longtime minister, highly influential and also highly relational uh, to share honestly about the importance of keeping the right people close. Uh, and then we had, um, uh, who was, oh, who was next? Uh, Mark shared, right? And Mark, yep, Mark. Uh, mm -hmm. about having a pastor and, and he's like elder statesman of student ministry and has been around for, for decades. And yet, uh, was so wise to kind of capture our imagination that like, uh, you know, who, who pastors the pastors was, was the line that he borrowed. Um, and so the idea that like you need someone in your life to pastor you at mm -hmm. the same way that you would hope to pastor someone else. Like there's this kind of like limited threshold that like you want to be a minister or pastor to students. And yet you're walking around with a senior pastor who's a boss. But do you have a spiritual authority in your life that could literally call out and call up in you? Yeah. Uh, and then to hear uh, from Jason Gibson, who's a friend of the podcast, friend of Lifeway students, uh, licensed mental health. Uh, professional, multiple degrees, and really a lot of the things that he's writing about and researching it are, are so near and like kind of co-centric circles of student ministry when it comes to like yeah. families. A uh, lot of adolescent stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. like he's 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 doing like the, the field research for youth ministers in the next few years. Uh, not like hyperactive on social media, but a person that's very accessible on social media would mm -hmm. encourage everybody listening to go like, follow, DM him. Uh, he He's just really wise in like asking some of the things or framing some of the things that we should be asking. So loved hearing from him. And really the, the, the tidbits that he gave us were just like opening up the possibility for ministry professionals to seek licensed professionals when it comes to care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Counseling. So it was, yeah. Peers, pastor and the professional and really like a lot of the questions from the chat in this specific session were, how do I find the right counselor for me? Right. And I thought he did a great job answering that question and really gave uh, what I loved most about it. And you listeners to the podcast, you might be asking that same question. Like, I hear you guys talk about counseling a good bit, but how do I find the right one for me? Uh, and it really, he boiled it down and gave a lot of freedom for people. And just yeah. by saying, you've, you've got to try. Yeah. And he's trying, it's okay to miss. Like, this is not like, that's right. That's what shot at this. Yeah. That's what stood out that I thought was so great is that, like, you know, within a couple of meetings, if this person is going to be a connection with you yeah. and if they're not find somebody else. Yeah. They're professional. Uh, they can handle it. <laughs> right. It's like letting your friend down where it's like, man, Nathan just stopped calling me and I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. you're paying them to like, to end the relationship when it's not working. Yeah. 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 Totally. So <laughs> I, I thought that was great freedom uh, that he gave. He also had, I think the best, backdrop of <laughs> so people have to go watch i messaged him after and i was like jason did you drag so the the framing is this 
uh, it looks like he's outside. It looks like <laughs> slides, which was like a, like a launch first for our speakers to bring like demonstrables, right? Like literally he's got like, like, like points A and B with imagery behind him. But then on top of that, it looked like he was outside. I was like, Jason, are you doing this like on your patio? And so he sent me like the pullback camera shot. Apparently he's just got a big old window and the way <laughs> up, he just got a big old window. So uh, also jealous for both his like uh, leveling up the presentation and then having a beautiful huge window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Just right, uh, nature. <laughs> and then, uh, then we rounded out with uh, Daniel and Christina, who yeah. are always great. All, always great, but always great. I think they invite ministry leaders to see the value that their spouse doesn't bring but that their spouse honors for the longer relationship. Like one of the things I love about Daniel and Christina is that they both have like very pastoral like hearts and voices, mm -hmm. but they're not the, like, typically if you hear people talk like that, they're like, oh, they're on staff together. They're not on staff together. Like Daniel's serving in a church. Christina's helping to run the podcast and, and, and educate their kids at home. Uh, but they just have a real understanding of each other and then a real transparency for the rest of us. And yeah. so we won't give away their story, but more or less, they invited all of us that are either seriously dating or married uh, and in ministry to reconsider how important um, the pathway or the trajectory or what uh, Nathan with the boat were. Give me a like uh, 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 way we're the, the bearing. Yeah, the bearing. Yeah, the bearing. Right. That's it. Bearing. That's it. Our bearing on our vessel, right? Like, I mean, the so that the one the line from what they shared, it's still lingering, is that we 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 were, had a season that we were moving parallel, and we found that we were no longer intersecting each other, and so like that that weighs heavy because yeah. about moving parallel means that there's no conflict, so that feels pretty good because intersection often means conflict, but ultimately it's not good. It's a miss. Yeah. So, that stood out to me too. And they, they talked a lot about how to turn towards some, how to turn towards each other. Yeah. Uh, and I find that to be true too, even in, so if you're listening, you're single and uh, like, I find that to be a needed skill in close relationships too, that are non-spousal relationships in turning towards someone is a purposeful act of vulnerability and saying, I'm going to choose to be in this right now with you in this conversation. I'm going to listen. You're going to be listening. Like it, it is a willful act to do that, that, you know, so often we are, we're content to sit on our devices or other distractions and have conversations among each other without really turning towards each other. Yeah. I thought that was a really key key component there. And so the day so far, you know, we talked about the Holy Spirit's power and the wind in our, the wind in our sails, and then the people that we need on the boat as our crew. And I think if you, so it peers and pastor and, uh, professional Perfect. and then spouse, it's, it's not a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your person that you, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I, man, without those people, yeah. the boat, the boat doesn't, doesn't function as well as it could like can one person operate a vessel to some degree depending on how large it is but with more hands it's more more effective 
And I think that's the, the point we're trying to make is that ministry is not meant to be this lone ranger, singular one yeah. person sport. It's, it's, it's meant to be a team. You need a team to do this ministry. Well, and, and I think that's where, you know, for, for our team, that's one of the things that we know that youth ministers understand this in the professional sense of you need volunteers, you need, you know, staff support, you need great student leaders to help kind of pipeline what you're trying to do in your ministry. Uh, and so the same heart behind building a healthy ministry uh, is required in your own life too. And I think yeah. sometimes we might even get those backwards and we might put all the energy into the team at work and not the team of our life. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's part of one of the things mm -hmm. we to push back on this year. So, yeah. Well, it's that's good. one thing things that Mark Matlock was talking about that really hit me was when he said, you know, he, he told a story about like ministering to this kid and his wife was like, well, dinner's ready. The family's ready for you to come in. He's like, oh, but I've got to stay in this ministry, you know, or whatever. He came in all excited and his wife said, well, I just hope there's somebody like you for your own kids one day. Yeah. And I, I don't even have kids. And that hit me really hard. We try so hard to be the hero that we miss being the person our family or the, that, that they need, you know, and it's, we're not to tie it all together. We're not, we're not the wind in the sails. We are not the hero of the story. That's right. You know, so that hit me really hard. Yeah. Mm. That's really good. Well, then we rounded it out. Uh, part three was the anchor. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and just where, where we find the anchor for our lives and what keeps us, keeps us holding fast and in, in the times of the storm uh man it's so it's so easy to drift right it's so easy to be tossed tossed about and i think probably maybe not in major like we we probably wouldn't look in major ways over the last year and, and say oh like i've drifted like significantly but the environment ministry leader that you've been in over the last year has created space for a lot of drift personally, professionally, like th those things. And again, we focus this day on, on the person. So there, this has been the year that has created the environment where drift is likely to take place. And so we spent a lot of time, we had multiple people in, you know, one minute say, Hey, here's what anchors me right now. And I, I found that to be a really impactful eight minutes of people saying like, Hey, here's my anchor. Here's how I stay anchored. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, I think that was our, our hope was to show, not tell, right? Like, I mean, I think we, uh, we wanted to kind of move ourselves out of the pilot seat on that and let folks that, you know, have a voice in, other spheres, um, Facebook groups, podcasts, other places, um, to show a range of, you know, literally like West coast, East coast, big church, small church, short, you know, younger to ministry, older to ministry. Yeah. And, and really just kind of represent that. Like, this is something for all of us and it's all, they're all unique. And yet they were all somehow like interrelated. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to really without going just kind of one by one, just a name for those. And it's, it's probably the clip I'm excited to share with folks the most. Um, yeah. it's, it's grassroots. It's, it's people that you've probably seen on a Facebook post sharing earnestly, like the need they have in their own life to stay afloat. And so yeah. I, I don't know, just, again, it's what you shared, Ben, like you have drifted, 
we all have drifted. I think that's some of the name in this last year. Like, like you can't have gone through this much change and not have looked back at some point and thought I'm a different bearing where I was and what everyone was so good to share is it takes something outside of yourself to remind yourself or hold fast, uh, what you need to be remembering, whether that's like other human ties, connections or practices like running, journaling, making coffee, whatever. Like there just, there has to be something outside mm -hmm. of just like your own, like willpower of like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Cause eventually you just say that enough and then you look back and you're not where you were. You're yeah. far away from okay. Yeah. Well, what would you tell people who are listening to this podcast and are like, man, I, if you could boil it down to one, one thing that you hoped people walked away from launch with, what would that, what would that one thing be? Zach, we'll start with you, Nathan. I'd love to hear from you on this one too. So it was in the chat. So I, I want to share again, to go back to the very beginning, it was in the chat because the event was happening live. And it was while Jason was sharing about like, how do I find a counselor kind of responding to those questions. And there were two or three people that piped up and their answer, their wisdom, their help was, I didn't know where to look until I said I needed help. And then I found out that lots of folks around me had already found or could help me find what I was looking for. Mm. And so the courage isn't to fix your problem. The courage is to voice your problem, to voice the awareness of the difficulty and the struggle. And I think that's what I heard as a through line for all of our friends that shared is that everything changed when I just started sharing what I felt was internal or isolating out loud. And I found yeah. a whole new community and I found friends that were already there that we connected in a whole new way. Yeah. It's strong. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's, I think so often a, a theme that I kind of heard from everybody to tie it all together was, um, well, I think so often we try to build the boat while we're treading water and then we try to climb into it and then we want to try to <laughs> sail it and then we want to try to figure out how to be mechanical engineers and like, we're not going fast enough. The wind's not blowing enough. So let me figure out how to build an engine to go faster while I'm already out here drifting yeah. away kind of a deal. And so just the concept of like, it really is not, it's not up to us. We're not the shipbuilder in the situation. We're not the wind in the sails. Like we can't be a, we can't have a big boat and be a crew of one. You just won't go anywhere. You can't steer it and manage the, manage the sails and all that stuff. And so relying on other people, getting good rest, um, you know, just realizing, I think we take ourselves far too seriously, but we don't take our mental health nearly seriously enough. So that's really kind of what stuck out to me. Yeah, I I think for me, uh, it was it's just a, an affirmation of this is an area that needs to be continued to talk about. Um, that the health of the pastor matters. Uh, it, you know, you're listening to this this podcast because you care about student ministry. You might be a bivocational or volunteer student ministry leader or full-time or any, or any of those things. But you're listening to this because you're invested in the ministry of, of teenagers. Well, we're interested in, in the ministry of you. 
Mm. I know that's mm-hmm. terrible grammar, but it, ma- it, ma- it matches up with the statements. <laughs> true. It's true. And uh, we, we want to be a resource for you, not just for the tactical, like how to ministry stuff, but we want to put things in front of you that encourage you, challenge you, equip you as a person before a pastor. And the, the activity in the chat, the engagement throughout the event said to me, this is a topic that really matters. And it's something that we need to continue talking about. Yeah. Uh, and so that is, that is one of the things that we will continue to talk about. And, and we, will, we will challenge you as a listener and each other. Uh, in the area of emotional and mental and spiritual health, um, not so that we can go out and do better ministry, but so that we can live as people in lives that are uh, abundant in Christ. Mm. So uh, one of the ways that that we do, so this was an event that's once a year, right? Yeah. Um, but one of the ways that we facilitate doing that year round is through youth ministry booster where we provide you access to other student ministry leaders you're put in a a small group called a mastermind that you walk through some leadership and tactical development as well as provides a place for you to have those vulnerable necessary conversations with people that understand what you do uh and so that's one of the that's one of the zach year round ways that we facilitate we care about you as a person and as a pastor. A hundred percent. It's it's relational. It's conversational. We we just are here to make it intentional and make it consistent. I think it's like the more the more we talk about what booster actually is is it's the facilitation of intentional uh, and consistent conversations about how do we lead this thing called ministry in the midst of the unknown and who really cares about us as we do the work um, and be surprised to find it's more the other youth minister at the other church sometimes than it feels like it is at home. Uh, been within the last four days of, of like we're recording this hot on the heels at the end of launch, uh, have had a conversation with a youth pastor in Texas, Alabama, and Alaska <laughs> that have yeah. all said, uh, thank you for the launch event. I want to know more because I've got people that I, I've got friends. I got friends. I got, I got buddies. There are people in ministry that I can ask things, but I don't have uh, the consistent or the open community. I think so. We we talked about when you raise the 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 flag of I need a little help to, for our boat imagery. I need a little help. I'm a little, I'm a little bit not okay. Yeah. Um, part of connecting with us in this community says that I don't have it all figured out, and we will help match you with folks that are in a similar spot, but also looking. Um, to not stay stuck in their spot. And so I think that's uh, in a way in which we care about the ministry of you and we want to resource you with all the things you need to do your work, but also to remember that you're a person worthy of receiving ministry as well. Absolutely. If you want to find out more about Youth Ministry Booster, you can go to youthministrybooster.com and information there about the annual membership as well as the theme for this year and how to become a member is all right there. So head over to youthministrybooster.com to find out more. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast from Lifeway Students. We'll see you next week.